Here it is. I'm drinking my coffee, episode three, cool guy edition. I'm wearing my sunglasses inside at night and allowing the headphones to pull back my hair. Also a cool guy thing to do. It shows my receding hairline, my male pattern baldness that is coming for me. Anyhow, this is clear coffee. It's a new kind they came out with. See-through, totally see-through. You can't see the bean. You can't see the bean. Okay, great way to put it. Anyhow, something I like to ask from time to time is how's your entire life going? Um, actually, I'm not interested. This is about me talking. Let me adjust my microphone volume for a second here. It's sounding a little clippy. Sounding a little clippy. Hey, yeah, what am I? The Joe Rogan Show putting clips on YouTube? Haha, <laughs> good one. Anyhow, uh, I was wondering if you, have you, do you guys remember that song, Who Let the Dogs Out? Who let the dogs out? And that's kind of the end of that bit. Not exactly a bit even, really. It's just kind of asking if you remember a th particular thing from the late 90s or probably early 90s, but it feels like the late 90s to me. Uh, is it still called a quote when you sing a line from a song? Is that quoting a song? Is that reciting a song? What the hell is that? Who let the dogs out? My goodness, what a question. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the question we've been asking basically as a as a human species since the Genesis 1-1, I would say, and probably even further back. It's like, who did let those goddamn dogs out? I mean, that's kind of the question. Maybe the dog, maybe the, maybe the dogs are like one-pointed awareness becoming two and then becoming three and then constellating out into all of existence and manifesting itself behind every living eye. And it's all of consciousness, and eventually the dogs are going to have to come back in. Do you remember, um, that's what this show is, just asking you if you've remembered things uh, that I'm thinking about right now, and you actually can't respond. Just kind of a great way to do a format of a show. Um, remember those little golden books? Remember the golden books? Holy shit, I haven't taken a drink yet. This is, a, this is becoming a problem. This is becoming a problem. Starting the I'm drinking my coffee show and not taking a drink. God bless. The golden books, they still make them to this day. I think now there's about 1.7 billion titles in the golden books, children book series. One that I recall that was a particular favorite of mine uh, was this little gem called The Pokey Little Puppy. The Pokey Little... I mean, first of all, you look at the cover on this guy. Look at the cover on this book. You see that little round face. See his little round face and his little pink cheeks. And it's like, first of all, this guy is so doggone cute, no pun intended, that I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to lose my mind. And, you know, it's like, what is this guy up to? The pokey little puppy, pokey, what did that mean? Like he's a slow poke? Like he's just poking around town? Pokey. It obviously doesn't mean like spiky pokey. Uh... But an interesting choice, like maybe that meant something in the 1940s or whenever it was written, the pokey little puppy. But I mean, this thing is like curated to be the, you know, the cutest thing that's ever existed. Uh, and I, I remember thinking like, damn, dude, to be that pokey little puppy, imagine that's your, that's your incarnation is to be that little guy, just fuzzy and cute and running around town, talking, like talking to a little field mouse or something, stealing farmer graze apple pie out of the window or whatever he does i don't know i don't remember what he does at all 
Tumbling around in a grass patch? I mean, god damn, that guy's got it made. The pokey little puppy. Holy shit. But you know, these days, the way things are going, honestly, these days, uh, the pokey little puppy's probably canceled and I, and I don't even know it. Pokey little puppy is probably a banned book now and I don't even know it because, you know, now, and actually now come to think of it, I think uh, one of the scenes I actually remember is that when uh, the pokey little puppy, he like puts his, his paw on Taylor Swift's butt without consent and then it becomes like a, like a, a me too situation, like a me too situation. Um, and there was a whole lawsuit and, you know, pokey little puppy, you know, got kind of aged out in prison. And, um, and I'm, and I'm actually maybe remembering like one more scene in there with the, po one more reason why the pokey little puppy probably is canceled now is because, um, I think there's a scene where he's like, um, where he decides to like bite a person of color on the leg and, uh, that the, that the author at the time was like, Hey, I'm going to include this as kind of a racial message. And, the, and the, the, it was good to him at that time. And so now today we're like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, pokey puppy, you can't, be do, you can't be doing that, man. You can't be doing that. I mean, like, bite a kid on the leg. Bite a, bite a little white uh, upper-class kid on the leg. Then it's, then it's actually fine. It's no problem. So, yeah. I mean, the, the modern versions of pokey, pokey Little Puppy that are still in print, I think. I think they went ahead and, and took out those two scenes. Um... And also, and like I said, it's my favorite book of all and all that. But anyhow, what else have I been up to? You know, thanks for asking. I've just been kicking it around town. Been kind of, uh, what have I been up to? Alienating would-be friends, I think, is kind of the main theme of the recent little, little chunk of time. Just, uh, just, uh, <laughs> befriending other human beings in the city of Portland and then, uh, and then utterly, uh, utterly devastating those friendships and relationships uh, by projecting my own trauma and hurt onto people that I that I care about a lot, and and letting the deepest, most savage, raw parts of me uh, come out against people that I care for. Kind of a kind of a cool way to go about life. I wouldn't recommend it. Trying to not do that, but. Um, that has happened from time to time. It's messy to be he a human, you know? Damn. Like I was saying, I'd rather be one of those goddamn little pokey little... One of the, and whatever whatever that was that I was saying earlier about being one of those guys. It's hard to be a human, you know? Because people fucking suck, man. And I love them a lot. <laughs> we need them, and they and they are trash. Um, You know? It's lonely. And also every interaction ends up being often in some way troubling or hurting or just people are a lot including myself of course obviously i'm a lot i'm a lot to other people you think i'm gonna go around being jesus in this place no man first of all i don't think jesus was actually the same kind of guy that everybody says where he was like hey what's up i love you man hey dude my guy my guy i love you that's what the perception of Jesus now, um, that he loved everyone unconditionally. And it's like, you know, Jesus had to have a few moments where he's just like, where he's just like, fucking Peter, man. God damn. Would you take a hint? Take a hint or take a hike, Peter, you know? Yeah. Rock more like a, a rock in a hard place. Know what I mean? 
Nice, nice, nice Bible bit. I like that. Anyhow, what am I going to... And, and I don't think that should be the expectation of any human, to have to go around and love everybody. Too exhausting. Nobody has capacity for that. And some people, uh, don't... Let's see. You don't need to get close enough to love them. Some people are like a, uh, a ball of tornado uh, toxicity, and they... They create destruction and chaos everywhere they go and everyone they bump into and all the people who are in their lives are just, you know, there's toxic people. That's what I'm trying to say. Do those people need love? Sure, but you don't have to be the one that like moves closer to them. What am I trying to do? Some fucking Instagram influencer therapy shit? Nah, man, I'm just trying to roll around in a little grass patch like that pokey little puppy, man. Damn. Holy shit. Catching a little... Catching a piece of like a corn on the cob that rolled off the picnic table from the humans that were having a barbecue. Pokey little puppy just snatches that motherfucker up. Damn! Takes it to the barn. <laughs> Pokey little puppy getting it, fixing himself like a little slush, uh, like a little slush ice. I don't know if they had those in 1940. I don't know if they had ice yet in 1940, you know? How would they... They didn't have fridges yet, know what I mean? But just getting yourself like a little slushy. Oof. Now that's nice. Taking it back to the barn, sharing it with Field Mouse. George. Anyhow, it's hard to be human. Fucking sucks, man. It's odd to be 34 and still feel... Um, and just kidding, I'm actually way younger than that. You know, obviously. Nah, I don't give a shit about my age. I'm 34, who cares? Um, it's odd to be this age and to still, to still feel so far behind in many ways. To still feel in, in a certain sense like I'm constantly starting over and constantly still figuring this shit out and trying to understand myself and be my full self and be able to be social and interact with other human beings in a meaningful way and to be able to navigate difficult or confrontational or conflicting <clears throat> moments with patience and grace and peace and not getting activated. I mean, and of course, I suppose I have to remember there is not ever an arrival point of humanity. There's not ever a point where any of us is flawless or perfect or going to engage with these things perfectly but for some reason for a long time I had that assumption for some reason I thought yeah that there would be a moment in time that I would reach that I would just kind of have it all figured out is that what I'm trying to say is that really what I believed is that the right way to characterize that maybe not maybe not exactly but just I think what I'm trying to express is that it still feels exhausting all the time and hard and I dwell on things that I wish that I didn't that I wish I could let go, you know, running back over conversations I've had or interactions in recent history, in the recent past, that just eat at me and wishing I'd said something different, wishing I'd stood up for myself better, wishing I'd been more honest and uh, not pandered to the other person in order to be accepted. Shit, man. I do that all the time, still. All the time. And... um I think uh, I still I still have such a need or a desire 
without even realizing, without even thinking about it consciously in the moment, but of not wanting to be combative, of not wanting to uh, rock the boat, so to speak, in order to be accepted, in order to be loved, and to, to in order to be allowed continually to exist within human connection. And yet all my heroes, or a lot of them, were fucking savages who just, like, there was no compromise. Hunter S. Thompson, Lars von Trier, David Lynch, um, uh, I'm forgetting some of the others, but there's plenty more examples. But, like, Hunter S. Thompson was, a, he was a dick. He was an asshole um, a lot of the time. And I don't want to be that, but... I do, and David Lynch is maybe a better example of someone who's been really uncompromising throughout his creative career, and he's not an asshole, at least that's not my perception, um, and people seem to love working with him, and he is both direct and unmoving with his vision and intention, and yet he's not a dick about it, and so I think there can be this hang-up in me of, you know, if I stand my ground, if I really say what I mean and what I'm thinking, and if I'm really the fullest version of Josh in this moment, that that's going to offend, that's going to upset, that's going to alienate me. It's going to offend and upset the other people and alienate alienate me. And that people are going to be appalled and, um, and uh, write me off as something that I know that I'm not. And yet I have the hardest time stepping into those moments and knowing that I will still be Josh on the other side of this and having my own sense of inner affirmation and inner acceptance and ultimately self-love, which is a term that feels like it gets overused, but I still super de-duper... am trying to find that and generate that for myself. Self-love enough that I know that I'm safe walking into any given situation. To a certain extent. Um, Yeah, this is tough stuff. It's tough to be alive. It's tough to be conscious. It's tough to find oneself in this strange pattern of existence with these sort of assumed systems and programs that we have to adhere to, or at least some of them we do. Uh, some of them we actually can shed. So that's kind of what has been on my mind. I used to go to therapy and, and until I felt like I reached a point with talk therapy, I mean, five plus years of it, where it's just, and I did EMDR too. And it's just like, you know, I felt a point where I was not making any new progress or breaking new ground or finding anything different within. And, uh, which doesn't of course mean that I'm fixed or that I'm done processing. I still have a shit ton of processing to do, but something in me just felt the need, despite all the issues that I just described that I still deal with to this day to just be like, you know what? I think I at least have to go for a period of time without this particular support system and see what I can do. Um, how's that gone so far? (laughs) Not, not super great. 
but I also think there's progress being made in a different kind of way and that I sort of perhaps needed to let go of that crutch or that support and I mean frankly find some power within find some confidence and strength that is generated within me um which damn I still feel very far very far from that um but trying to be aware of it and trying to be gracious and kind and patient and forgiving of myself and my screw-ups and take that into the next moment uh the next usually social interaction which is where all these things fire off and and when it gets into trouble including ones as small as like talking to a barista or a grocery store person a cashier and trying to make some any anyhow it doesn't matter i won't i won't dwell on that um but anyhow that's all about the pokey little puppy and let me try to think of at least one more thing i would do if i was a pokey little puppy i would probably like get a pillow off of timmy's bed like yank that fucker off with my teeth and drag it down into the dust bunnies under the couch and like snuggle up in there get a cozy little spot sleeping on top of that pillow and kind of like you can feel the pressure of the top of the couch like the underneath part of the couch kind of on your back and it feels like you're being held and nuzzled in there like a little warm love cave damn dude that would be fire and then what's that what's that off in the kitchen in the distance you hear the tinkle of little kibble pellets dropping dangling drippling into your bowl into your little your little ceramic dog bowl and on the side it says pokey and you're like hey motherfucker it's dinner time <laughs>